Welcome back, fight fans. Welcome back. 2023, the state of boxing with the IBFP. And look, let's break it down honestly and objectively as possible. And look, you know, it's been a while since you heard from me, but we're officially back for 2023 and we're not going anywhere. Be ready for weekly uploads from the IBFP, from Miss Spicy Boxing. We're going to keep it going for all of 2023. So make sure you stay tuned. And not only that, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the state of boxing because, look, this is the first episode of the year. It is. And with that being said, we need to go over everybody. We need to go over everything. We need to answer all the questions. We need to talk about everything before we get this year started and going. And I know it's already the second, but it don't even matter. It don't. So, look, let's break it down. And before I get into it, I just want to introduce Miss Spicy Boxing because she's on fire. And if you don't know her, go on YouTube, type in Miss Spicy Boxing, subscribe to her channel. She's dropping content like crazy. Miss Spicy, welcome in. Talk to him. Are you excited for a new year of boxing? Hey, what's up, y'all? Been been gone a minute, but I'm back now. We're going to do this. We're going to be more active. We're going to give you some more content, so stay tuned. That's it. That's it. And look, I don't know why the delay with Miss Spicy. I don't know if she was getting a cheeks bust. I don't know. But what I do know is the landlord is back to collect that rent. There's too many fanboys, haters, and trolls on, on Anchor, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, and we're here to set the record straight. So, Miss Spicy, let's get into the first topic. And one of the first topics is in boxing is what fighter will have the best bounce back year and regain their former status? Now, we're going to start with Anthony Joshua, Canelo Alvarez, Vasil Lomachenko, Tiafimo, and Deontay Wilder. Which one of these guys do you believe? will regret, regain their former status of being a top elite guy and have that great bounce back year. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Deontay Wilder. Um, I got to, I, Deontay Wilder or Canelo. And now the only reason why I say, you know, AJ is out is just because he hasn't shown me anything in his last fight that can say, you know, you're overcoming your stamina, you're overcoming your confidence. Nothing that tells me that. So, I'm going to rule him out until I can see something more from him that says otherwise, you know, then I may add him to that list. But for, for the time being, I think it's just going to be Canelo and Deontay Walter. Canelo had that surgery. He's back. You know, potentially he's going to be fighting with John Ryder, right? And so I think that's a great comeback fight. And then Bivol. And he definitely has a chance to beat Bivol. Um, and then for Deontay Walter, I mean, he you can't you can never, ever rule out that right hand. And, you know, he he did the whole spiritual cleansing. You know, he wants to go back to, you know, who he was. So I think there's definitely some potential for him as well. So you feel like Deontay Wilder can bounce back. You, you're you not sure about AJ. You feel like Canelo has a chance. What about Vasil Lomachenko facing Devin Haney? Can he regain his status? And what about Tiafimo possibly fighting Regis Prograde? Do you feel like Loma and Tiafimo can regain their top statuses again in boxing? What are your thoughts on those guys? Vasily, yes. Although, you know, there's definitely talks that the last fight was not the best fight. Um, it's just a 50-50 with him and Haney. Just because, you know, Loma's older, right? He's got a lot of mileage on him. He's been inactive for all this time with the whole war in Ukraine. Um, 
and then you know of course Haney has the height the reach advantage the speed um so I think it's it's going to be a difficult fight for him I just I don't know I I so it you, could be a 50 50 so it could not, be a little bit more towards Haney I don't know it just so you're not sure that Loma can regain his status but you're confident yes. Deontay Wilder enough for Deontay Wilder to regain his status that means he has to be loose and I think he can see and I think that's the that's the biggest difference between Deontay Wilder and AJ is that at no point in time did AJ ever let his hands go because his mental state of mind was just not there. But I think with Deontay Wilder, you know, I I don't I think there was definitely some hiccups there, but I think he's found his way back. Um, I just think it's a different story for AJ. Now, as far as um, Tio, I think he's a fraud all around oh! a fraud oh! a fraud so i don't oh! i don't have any expectations i would love for him to fight pro gray i think he's just going to be a coward about it and never going to fight him at all he's all talk that's all he's going to do and he's, he's not going to fight him I'll, I'll tell you what let me give you my my analysis on this i think anthony joshua out of everybody on this list has probably the most potential to be just an excellent great fighter and i think too many people write off anthony joshua but unfortunately he needs to get with the, you know, a sports psychologist to work out his psyche. His psyche is holding him back and his stamina is holding him back. I think those two things are holding him back. And I don't see him bouncing back this year. I don't have him beating Tyson Fury. I don't have him beating Usyk until he changes fundamentally how he approaches these fights and how that is the first start with confidence in your mind to letting your hands go and being physically prepared. You can't go into a fight like Usyk saying, I don't know what my stamina is. Robert Garcia, and I think Robert Garcia is a great trainer, but I think this is where he failed AJ. You can't let your fighter fight another elite fighter and you don't know what his stamina is. He got to get rid of those muscles. The muscles are too big. Get rid of the muscles, drain them down, because right now you, those muscles need oxygen. He, he needs the right trainer, the right trainer that says, they, we got to fix the stamina. We got to make sure that your stamina mind and psyche are priority is, one. is right. And until he finds that right trainer, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yep. I just don't know. So for me, I think the bounce back year has to go for me. I feel like the two guys that I have is the bounce back of the year. I have Canelo Alvarez. I think Canelo can definitely do it. I think that, you know, Canelo Alvarez losing to Baval, that wasn't even a letdown. This was a guy that he doesn't even belong in that weight class. So why anybody would hold that against him is beyond me. I don't understand Canelo haters. Typically, Canelo haters are projecting their feelings about another fighter that they want to pump up. That's really all it is. Mm -hmm. They're basically Canelo haters are fanboys for Charlo and Dry for all these other guys because they just hope somebody can beat him. They have that's proven really, nothing. That, exactly. That's that's really what their haters, his haters is all about. Um, Canelo's a great fighter, and I think he has all the potential to bounce back. And if he never fights with ball, I personally don't think that's any kind of stain on his career. I think he's going to go down as one of the best ever in his weight class because really he shouldn't be going higher than 168. Anything he does above 168, win, lose, or draw, it, it's not going to hurt him if he loses. I mean, he took the it, challenge. I mean, who do you see doing that? No one. No one. Did you see Terrence Crawford move up two weight classes to fight Janna Beck at 160? Nope. nope. I mean, let's just be honest. Mayweather? Nope. I mean, he, he didn't fight Triple G. I mean, let, let's just be honest. Like, you, you can't have unrealistic expectations for Canelo, but then kiss everybody else's ass. It's just not fair. So I think Canelo can have a great bounce back year, whether he fights Bavall or not. Because I think in a rematch, I think he beats Bavall. And if he doesn't rematch Bavall, if he fights Benavidez or Plan or Charlo, whoever, he's going to kick their ass. And he's going to, once again, get the respect of all these idiotic fans. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Most of these guys aren't fans. They're fanboys. But the point is, I think Canelo's going to have a great bounce back year. 
Tiafimo, I think he has shown so many deficiencies. And I think mentally he's developing the same issues that Anthony Joshua has. But he's a fraud. He, and, he's just, I mean, you heard him at the end of that, that Martin fight. Do I still got it? Do I still, I, I, you I'm, never had it, man. Well, I'm you never honest. had it. I, I'm going to be honest. I think Tiafimo lost his last fight to Sandor Martin. And honestly, and I think he got a robbery decision. He so did. at the end of the day, I'm not high on Tiafimo. He's going to have to prove to me he can beat Regis Prograde. His footwork. And he won't. His footwork. That's, which is why he will never fight him. Well, his footwork. His defense and cutting off the ring have not shown to be anything against any great opponent. No, he, because what he'll say is the, the other fighter was running, but well, but it's up to you to cut well, the ring Loma, off. Loma wasn't running. Why you didn't knock him out? And he barely won by the skin of his teeth, refused the rematch, fought Cambosis and lost. People forget and act like the Cambosis loss didn't happen. No, he got outboxed by Cambosis. Right. Then he got outboxed by Sandro Martin. Like, honestly, you're really starting to see the real Tiafimo come out because the same type of performances keep happening. And Tiafimo tends to crumble under the pressure. He keeps talking, him and his daddy, like they're going to go in and kick Regis Progress. Take the fight first. But the fans are the delusional ones. Like, you are okay with these excuses that he's making. Well, we're, we're about to find out. But look, I'm going to say Canelo, Loma. Loma, you know, I think Loma has the most potential out of everybody else. I think Loma and Canelo, because they're both skillful fighters, because they're both veterans, they have a lot of experience. I think those two guys have the best opportunity to have a great bounce back year as far as regaining their former status. I know Loman's going to be very difficult and uphill battle with a guy like Devin Haney. Um, Tiafimo, I don't see it. Deontay Wilder, he's always a punch away from anything. Um, AJ, I've already told you, he got to get his mind right. So really, Canelo and Loma, for me, have the best chance. But Loma has a very, very hard battle ahead mm -hmm. of him but let's keep going and the next one is who will find their nuts in 2023 we got a lot of ducking going on last year we got a lot of guys avoiding the big fights we got a lot of you know promotional teams protecting guys we got all of that crap so look here are the here are the nominees who's going to find their nuts or none of them who will find it will it be jamal charlo demetrius andre terrence crawford or jaime Munguia? Now I'm gonna tell you something interesting. I had somebody come to come to me, and they tell me I don't know why Terrence Crawford is on this list. First of all, <laughs> Terrence Crawford is a guy who obviously blatantly ducked Errol Spence. Uh, Jaime Munguia then literally ducked almost everybody he can. Demetrius Andre calls for fights and then fights no one. I mean we see it, and then you get Jamal Charlo, who's who's literally a gato. I mean let's just be honest and unbiased about it. Let's be honest and unbiased about it. I mean, we, we know. So I, I guess for me, who will find their nuts this year, if I had to pick anyone, I will say personally, I think Jamal Charlo will. And this is what I mean. I think at some point if Jamal Charlo's offered the Canelo fight this year, I think he's going to take it. If Canelo can't get the ball, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Canelo-Charlo fight late 2023. Me personally, I think that's a very likely fight to happen. And I think Charlo versus you know, maybe Andre or something later in the year, I think that's a possibility. I think Charlo's going to get it. He he has three opportunities. He could fight Andre in September 2023. He could fight the winner of Benavidez plan in 2023, or he could fight Canelo at the end of 2023. I think all three of those type of fights are going to be on the table for him, and I think he's going to take one. That's my opinion. Now, would I be surprised if he ducks it? Not at all. But I think that he's probably the most likely to have that opportunity to locate his nuts and fight somebody. But I think he's going to hold out for the Canelo fight. Andrade, I think he's just going to keep talking trash, fight nobody. Crawford, I think he's going to find another reason why the Errol Spence fight don't happen. 
Uh, I mean, the guy's with 35. I mean, it's a damn shame. Uh, and then Jaime Munguia, he's waiting for Triple G, and he looks like he's just content to wait. And, and, and who do you got? Who do you believe? Or none of these guys? Well, well, look at you being hopeful to at least pick Jamal Tarlow because I picked nobody on that list. Jamal Tarlow, time after time, it's been a taxi driver, an Uber driver. It's been no one. There's been no level, a high level of competition for him. Andre, all he does, just like Teofimo, all he does is just talk. Um, Terrence Crawford, that fight with Errol Spence, it's not happening anymore. That fight is done. He messed that up. He had an opportunity. He ducked him. You know, and, and as much as I'm not a big fan of Aerospins whatsoever, but that right there was an absolute duck. You chose money and way to go for you, you know, getting 10 million off that Avenetian fight. But don't sit there and lie and act like you really wanted that fight, that you were doing everything in your power to fight him when you were not. You pick the money, admit it, move on. You know, and, 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 and hold on, hold on. And, and the last one is Jaime Munguia. Now, I want to preface Jaime Munguia because this guy ducked a Jamal. Yeah. Char- hold on, hold on. He, he ducked a Jamal Charlo opportunity. Yeah. Two Janabek opportunities. It, an Andrade it, opportunity. I mean, he's ducked a lot of He has. And, and you know what? He's the one that disappoints me most of all because recently he had the opportunity to go for the title shot, right? And twice. it's happened twice with Janabek. Yes. And what did he do? I, I don't want that fight. I want to fight Triple G. So you want to pick an older fight, an older fighter, right? Why? Why when that opportunity is right there for you to fight Janabek? Why? He wants a Triple G stimulus check. That's what he wants. And then he wants a chance to get, he wants to He wants to build his name, he wants to build his brand, and he wants that payday. He feels like that's the easiest path. Janabek is, is you know, high risk, low reward. And that and the, and the sad thing about it is the Janabek fight is a winnable fight for him. Him and Janabek, many people have that fight as 50-50. I, I, thought, I thought that would have been an interesting fight. It's because then, because then you could really see whoever comes out on top is the real deal. But how can we see that if all you're doing is just ducking? That's it. I mean, uh, and, and let's get to the next one. Now, who will have a breakout year in 2023? Virgil Free Smoke Ortiz, Jerron Boots Ennis, Ryan Garcia, or the, the little-known prospect, David Morrell at 168 pounds, undefeated, Cuban, slick, powerful, strong, tall, a problem. Which one of these guys are going to have a breakout year in 2023? I'm going to pick two, and that's going to be Virgil, of course. I mean, the the he is that kid has just so much potential, and I can see him just ele- being elevated to a higher, you know, just some just I think for him, sky's the limit for him just because he has that power. You know, he's about to fight what Sanchion is, so I think that's definitely going to show what he's made of. We've already seen it. I have no doubt that this kid's going to go far. The other, the other person that I would pick on there is David Morrell, just because I think he's underrated, but the boy's got power. What, you know, what did he do to the last guy, right? He put him in a coma. I'm glad that, you know, you know, the the guy's okay now, but he has some, some power there. That's definitely underrated. Okay. Um, so you're going to go with Virgil Ortiz and And David David Morrell. Um, I, I guess for me, I'm going to go with Virgil Ortiz. Um, I think that he's in a 50-50 fight with Stanchionis, and I think he's always trying to elevate his level, and he's always rising to the occasion, and he's always challenging himself. He's fearless. He stays in the gym. He works hard, and he's he's 
He's not a guy that, that that likes to quit or that likes to give up. He sets his mind to a goal and he's focused. You listen to the way Robert Garcia talks about the guy. You see the way that, you know, Oscar De La Hoya talks about the it's guy. Respect. Everybody respects this kid across the board. Everybody. He's in the toughest fight of his career and he's ready for it. He's loving it. Mm -hmm. He relishes this opportunity. He's not scared. He's not afraid. And he's putting in the time and effort in the gym and he's ready for it. And these are the type of fights that prepare him for big fights against Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, you know, Jerron Ennis. This, this, these are the type of fights that puts him there to where he can have the experience necessary to fight these top veterans. But, but you know what? I don't think it's just physical experience. It's mental experience, it most is. of all. Because the fact that you fight these guys that have fought all these other people, you are building yourself up in your mind that you can do this and that you can beat these other guys. Because half of boxing is mental no matter what anybody says to you. It is a mental game as well. It's a chess match with your own mind. I think Rojo Ortiz is going to have a spectacular year. I'm not sure about Jerron Ennis because I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity to fight that type of guy. I know that he's in line for a title shot, but I don't see that happening this year. Um, I don't see Terrence Crawford trying to fight him. And I see Errol Spence is likely going to go and fight Keith Thurman. And then after that, if he can't get Crawford, he's moving up. So I don't know if Ennis is even going to get the opportunity, but if he does, I think that he could break out, but I'm not sure. Ryan Garcia, I don't know if he's putting in the right work in the gym. I don't know. I'm not convinced. The fact that he didn't want to take a tune-up for the tank fight kind of bothers me. Why give yourself a chance to just be inactive? Stay fresh. Stay sharp. Utilize those things you're learning in camp. Why not take the tune-up? It's because he's weak mentally. He does not want any risk. Anything, even though this risk could potentially make him a better fighter and be better prepared, he just does not want to deal with that because... He's, his mind's not right. And well, and he, you see the guy went and deleted his Twitter for the second time because he couldn't stand criticism. I don't understand that. Like, this game is not for everybody. He's in his feelings too much. Um, And I think David Morrell, I, I don't really see David Morrell having a breakout year because I don't think he's going to get one of those opportunities this year. I think this is a more of a developmental year for David Morrell. I think he's going to come along. He's going to fight a good type, decent opponent. And he's just going to gain more experience. But I don't think that this is the year where he's going to fight one of those killers to be like, oh, Morel's on the map. I think next year, 2024, will be his coming out party to where he can show the world, hey, I'm here. I'm ready for these guys. I'm ready to go. I got a couple more fights under my belt. I think this should be an active we'll year We'll see unless the PBC thinks that maybe they could feed him to somebody. But I think if the PBC does something like that where they, they say, I'm just going to give you to I mean, somebody else, I think that that's probably the worst mistake that they do because I think he's he's just so underrated to me. Well, I'll tell you this. One good fight I think is winnable for David Morrell that could be made is the Demetrius Andre fight. Let's say you can't get him an opponent. You could put Morrell Andre on the card. I would love to see and, that. And that would be a hell of a pay-per-view. I think people would love to see it. And somebody's hype is going to end right then and there. And I would love to see. I don't know if Andrade can take that kind of pressure from that young Cuban with a Cuban-style background. You know, Andrade's never faced anything that dangerous in the ring. And the guy's getting older. And all he does is talk trash. It would be great to see the fire lit under his ass where he can finally stop talking trash and finally be put on the money to fight somebody that's worth a damn. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing these guys get away with it. I mean, let's just be honest about it. And look, you know, we got a few more other guys to talk about. You look at Anui. I'm tired of seeing all these pound-for-pound lists that got, you know, Terrence Crawford at the top. ESPN has the top, you know, Terrence Crawford at the top when Anui, who just went undisputed, 
uh, Anui, not only did he go j just go undisputed, but he also went undisputed, but he's the first Japanese undisputed champion to my knowledge. So why is Terrence Crawford still number one pound for pound on the ESPN list? Because beyond... ESPN because ESPN is biased. I mean, I just, I you know, ESPN is just always, that's what they're known for, for their just biases. After that Teofimo fight, I, I had to turn that TV off just because that's all I kept hearing was just bias after bias after bias. So I, I don't take what, I take what they say with a grain of salt. And, and I look at Devin Haney, he, he's a talented young fighter, highly skilled, but you beat George Cambosis. I'm not giving you a cookie for that. You got all the belts, but you beat Cambosis, <laughs> and the other one was gifted. Right. So you got one emailed belt, and you got the rest from Cambosis. You beat no top fighters, no elite fighters. The Lomachenko is going to be your best fight. And that's a fight that maybe we can give you some credit for, but let's not overreact like you've been putting in all this work. Like, right. and, and I find it funny, you know, that Canelo put in so much work, gets no credit. He barely put in any work and gets all the credit. It's really funny how there's so many, you know, contradictions in boxing. You look at a guy like Deontay Wilder. I think Deontay Wilder, you know, he has the potential to beat anybody on any given night because of that right hand. Mm -hmm. He's an entertaining fighter. But if I was going to put Deontay Wilder in a fight and I couldn't get him Usyk and he doesn't want to fight Andy Ruiz, I think the best fight for Deontay Wilder is Joe Joyce. I would, oh, love wow. to, I would love to see Joe Joyce and Deontay Wilder go at it. You put Joe Joyce's chin and power and his determination in with Deontay Wilder in that right hand. Mm -hmm. You sell out an arena in, in the UK because I'm sure the UK would love to come out and see that. And then you could line those guys up for whoever's the undisputed champion between Fury and Usyk. And I think that that would make great sense because that everybody would be like, man, either Wilder can go through the fire and get it or Joe Joyce will and get it. And no matter who comes out, we can respect that AJ's mentally is not, not here. There. Nope. He needs multiple fights to come back. I don't like people talking about, oh, he should fight Fury. He should fight this guy. He should fight. AJ literally needs to see a sports psychologist. He keeps bouncing around the trainers. Nobody telling him to fix his stamina. Anthony Joshua, if you're listening, if you're a part of Anthony Joshua's camp, if you're anybody that knows Anthony Joshua, reach out to me. I'll get him right. He could be a champion. And if you're anybody from ESPN listening to me, understand this. You're, you're boxing. Everything that you guys do on boxing is completely biased and garbage. You need the IBFP. You need the landlord. The zone, all your broadcasts are shit. You need me on there. It's all trash. They put I mean, you to sleep. I, I mean, oh, my come gosh. On. I mean, my God. No one wants to hear this. And, and look, shout out to Sergio Mora. I have no problem with you, but, you know, you annoy me too. But <laughs> at, at the end of the day, that, that's what's going on. We, we have a few more things going on in the state of boxing. I look at a guy like Dimitri Bavall. I think he's waiting for an undisputed with Archer Better BF. I have no problem with that, um, you know, but I, I'm not going to say, you know, a guy like Dimitri Bavall has impressed me last year because I already knew he was going to blow out Sordo Ramirez, a guy who uses his face, his defense, I mean, come on, let's just be honest. This guy was a hype job from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you beating Canelo Alvarez moving up in weight, a smaller guy, which you have all the advantage. You don't get a cookie for that. You go beat Archer Better BF, then I can be like, man, Bavol that, that's is gonna that be a good guy. One. That's the fight I need you to get through. What do you but, think about that fight? Do you think it's a 50-50? Do you think that it's an Archer Better BF fight? Who who wins that? I do think that's actually a 50-50 fight. And that's one fight that I can't call. Either way, I could see Bavol outboxing the guy to a decision, but I could also see better BF breaking his guard and getting to his chin because he's that damn With strong that power. and he's that damn relentless. He is a dangerous fighter. He gets outboxed a lot of rounds and he still comes through and knocks the guy out. I mean, he's he's a dangerous, dangerous guy. Um, another thing we got to talk about is Tank Davis versus Hector Luis Garcia. Uh, it's an interesting fight. It's it's 
his tune-up fight for Ryan Garcia. Some people are saying it's not a tune-up fight, although this guy's moving up in weight. Uh, he was a champion in lower weight class. I look at this fight as an interesting thing. Let's see where Tank Davis's mind is at. Let's see where his heart is at. And this fight doesn't mean too much as long as you fight Ryan next. So I'm not going to say anything disrespectful, disparaging. Me personally, you say whatever you want. I, I just want to see what happens. Where Where is your mind? What, what are you preparing for? What are you looking to sharpen in this fight? While Ryan Garcia foolishly sits out and waits and stays rusty. And if Tank Davis gets gets arrested again or gets injured in this fight, you're sitting out for longer, dumbass. He should have took a tune-up. But that's just my opinion. I mean, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about this Tank, um, Hector Luis Garcia I, fight? Time after time, we see Tank fighting the same type of fighters. They're moving up. They were, you know, in a, in a lower weight class. They have to come up to him. He's going to knock them out. All of that's not going to change. I don't think Tank is going to show us anything incredible or anything that's like, oh, man, he's really working at this. He's trying to get better at this. And I and, and you know what? If I was on Tank's team, I probably would tell him to do the same thing just because I would say you don't need to show whatever it is that you have in your toolbox because you don't want to give Ryan Garcia any ideas as far as like what you're trying to improve on. So if I was Tank, I would go in there and fight the same way that I've been fighting. Why am I going to give you any type of ideas? I'm not going to. So Tank's going to fight the same way as he has. He's going to knock the guy out. Nothing's going to change. And it is what it is with him. Um, I'll tell you this. Eddie Hearn has revealed that Anthony Joshua has a three-fight plan for 2023. He stated on Anthony Joshua, the plan now is to rebuild him to become a three-time heavyweight world champion. It's all very well being brave, listening to Twitter and going out and fighting Deontay Wilder next. But there has to be a plan, a smart plan. He said this via the Zone Boxing Show. And his plan is in April, uh, he would have a return against a top 15 opponent. So likely a guy like Otto Wileen or someone like that. And then um, should he get past that fight, he'll fight um, Dillian White in the summer, have the rematch with Dillian White. And, and then in autumn, he will fight either Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder. And, and I'll tell you this. He also says, I truly believe Wilder Fury is nailed on for 2023. So he believed that's going to happen at the end of the year. And I, I feel like it is a smart plan to give him a couple of fights before you take a massive challenge. But the only problem with this is if you're not working on the stamina, if you're not working with the sports psychologist all through the year, you're not going to be ready. And, and you know what? Eddie Hearn doesn't give a damn about all that. All he wants, all he cares about is making that money. And, you know, that's that's his job, right? That's what he, he wants. But if you really have, you know, a good relationship with AJ, don't let him go out like that. If he does not go back to the drawing board and get better at the things that he needs to, he's just going to, he's going to fail. It's not going to be a good year for him. And then you also have Andy Ruiz calling for Deontay Wilder, uh, you know, wanting to fight him. And Deontay Wilder, is, it's pretty obvious and clear that he's not going to get the AJ fight next. Mm -hmm. He can pencil it in for the end of the year. So right now he needs to make the Andy Ruiz fight. That's the fight that Ruiz is begging him for. Wilder needs to go in there and knock take him this out. Fight. Knock him out. And that's uh, what he's going to do. And um, I don't see anything as anything great about Andy Reese. I think he was a fluke. I, I think he was just, I don't have anything great to say about him. So I'm ready. I Go ahead and take that fight, Deontay Wilder, and knock him out. And I think that that'll probably be a, a one round. I mean, and, and that's that's what it is. I mean, I honestly, I think this, the sport of boxing right now is a very interesting place. Um I see Shakur Stevenson being a dominant force, but there's going to be nobody in the division to stop him because Haney's going to move up and Loma's going to be old. 
So what is he going to prove? Shakur's going to be a bully in that weight class until he moves up. So so what is he going to prove at 135? Nothing. At, at 140, you know, you see Regis Prograis, a dog, and let's see what happens there. Bob Arum said that he would like, he would like for Tia Fimo and Devin Haney to fight next after they, if they are successful against their next opponent. So we know Devin Haney's next opponent is likely to be Phil Lomachenko. Should he get past Lomachenko, he would like him to fight Tia Fimo next. Tia Fimo keeps talking about he's going to fight Regis Prograis next. So... I don't think you can pencil that in as a win. Honestly, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna give you my prediction. I think Tiafimo is gonna fight a low tier fighter next, and then they're gonna try to put him in a big fight, and they're gonna make some excuse as to why they can't fight Regis Progress. Oh, he wanted too much money. Mm-hmm. It was this. It was that. It's always that excuse. You remember they made the excuse and said, um, "Oh, Sandro Martin wanted too much money, and you know he priced himself out." Okay, but then you end up going back to him, giving him the exact amount of money that he wanted. He didn't want $10 million. He just wanted a little bit more. And he got the money. He beat Tiafimo, and he got robbed of the decision. Now you know why they didn't want to pay him. Now you know why they didn't want to involve, because they know that his style makes him look bad. Mm-hmm. If Tiafimo and Haney fights, I can see Haney outboxing him, destroying oh, him, yes. humiliating him. His footwork is too poor. He he headhunts too much. He's going to get picked apart. If Sandro Martin can outbox you, Devin Haney is going to humiliate you. No, that, that's for sure. That's a given. I, like I said, Tio's a fraud. And, you know, Haney, go ahead. Go go ahead and move up and then fight him. All right. And, and once again, this is another edition of the IBFP with Men's Spicy Boxing. Because men lie, women lie, but the facts don't lie.